sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome. We got a huge show today, but let's start off. We've got our first teen queen in the house from uh, she's not even from this country, but I'm going to talk about that right now. But because we got to do is we got to get to Santa Barbara High School. They've had two rocking weeks of sports. Romy is in the house. Romy Davies, talk to me. What's going on? This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting from Faro, Portugal this week with an SV Don sports recap. We've had a good couple weeks back at school with multiple sports teams already working hard and piling up the wins. Our football team started strong with a 47-19 win against North High School on our first day of school, Friday, August 19th, and then took another win, 35-14, over Rigetti High School last Friday. In water polo news, the boys' water polo team had an incredible opening game against Westlake on Tuesday the 23rd, with sophomore Shane Davis scoring the winning shot in a sudden death 15-14 victory. The two teams stayed neck and neck the entire game, with Davis sending it into overtime as he hit an incredible long-range shot with 20 seconds left in regulation. This shot managed to bring the game to an 11-11 tie, with Davis scoring again during the first overtime and bringing the score to another tie at 12-12. Senior Landon Romo managed to score a powerful goal right at the buzzer of the second overtime period to send the game into sudden death at 14-14 which followed with Davis' winning shot, concluding the game. Two of my best friends, senior and twins, Jackson and Jared Burford, are on the team, so I went with a group of friends and watched the game. I can say myself that it was amazing. So big shout out to them. Jared had three goals, and Jackson, who's the goalie, had 11 incredible saves. Coach Mark Walsh said of Westlake, they're very talented, and we were very fortunate to escape with a win. He also mentioned that the SB team is essentially an entirely new team from that of the previous year, with the absence of many seniors, and that they are still improving a lot and getting better as they play. Still killing it, the boys won the Arroyo Grande tournament last Saturday, beating Clovis 9-8 on a late goal by Ryder Green, and then prevailing over Garza's Memorial by a 9-6 score. In volleyball news, the girls' volleyball team unfortunately lost to Buckley in the semifinals in the Oaks Christian Tournament Saturday after finishing second in a pool play and beating Bishop Montgomery in a quarterfinal match. Coach Kim Zuffalato mentioned Shay Delaney's solid and consistent serve and Gracie Meinzer's great defense during the tournament. Shay, who is the team's outside hitter, was honored as one of the Athletes of the Week at the first Santa Barbara Athletic Roundtable press luncheon of the 2022 2023 school year last Monday. In regards to tennis, freshman Nicole Fuse swept her three singles set in her high school debut, but unfortunately wasn't quite enough for the team who fell short against Archer School 10-8 in their season opener on August 23rd. But with strong players like Nicole, they're bound to get on a better foot as the season progresses, and I'm sure we'll hear a lot more from them. Although I may be a bit biased since I have friends on the team, I really recommend everyone listening to go watch a high school water polo game if they have a chance. They're free and so fun to watch, even if you have no idea about the rules or what's going on. I took my friend to the one that I went to, and he'd never been to one before, and he loved it, and he got really into it. 
I feel like certain sports tends to get overlooked and barely anyone attends water polo games in comparison to football or volleyball or basketball games. But water polo really is such an interesting and exciting sport to watch. So I wholeheartedly recommend going to water one time if you never have before. With boys water polo, girls tennis, girls volleyball, cross country, cheer and football all in season, all other sports are gearing up to begin either their off season or on season as fall rolls on and then winter is coming up sooner than we think. For me, I won't be entering the cross off season until at least November since the spring sport. So our off season training would be a couple months before and likely we begin season training in the end of January or beginning of February because our games start in about March. Usually though, my coach sends out personal workouts like runs or sort of cardio app workouts to our team group chat to help us stay fit and prepared before we start off season training. And I personally try and be active at least a few times each week. I personally love doing hot yoga classes at Core Power. We're going on hikes to stay fit while I'm not in season. I'm really looking forward for next week's recap. This is Romy Davies. And wherever you are in the world, thank you for listening. Woo! Romy, you killed it! I love it. You gotta cut and paste that little section for your college resume. Speaking of college resumes, we've got Raya Carpenter a little bit later today, but right now in the house, Carolyn Givens. We talk about Carolyn all the time, and my favorite day is Wednesdays, every other Wednesday. And we're going to switch it now, because in September, what we usually do is we get it weekly. Stop. I'm on camera and my, I don't know, I'm falling apart. Uh, the people, you see these arms reaching in trying to fix me, right? Stop it. I know, right? Carolyn Givens, oh my God, since day one, since the show started, 2010, we, I don't even, oh, I don't know if it was Dustin or Aliano. I don't know. I heard about something's good. I didn't know what was really good. My kids were all eating healthy, blah, blah, blah. Then I actually had somebody come in here and we did a cutting. I mean, I'm sorry. We just did this regular cutting from a grocery store, um, fruit, and then we did um, organic fruit, and then it got tested. It was done like really secret, came back, and it was like tens of thousands. I mean, you would, I don't even know why you're eating stuff from the grocery store. I mean, it's like dead. So I'm sorry. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. I am so sorry. But at the end of the day, what you've got to do is you've got to support the community at the same time. So why shift, right? Let's do an awakening on those who still maybe will grab that tomato and pay a, a dollar in some places because everything is so crazy. Why not get something nutritious, healthy, something the body is going to use every bit of? In the house, we have the rep for... Givens Farms, Carolyn Givens, something's good organic. Talk to me, Carolyn. Hey, you have me blushing over here. Aww. It's good to be with you guys in person. Lots of love back that direction. And um, you bring up a really good point about shopping in the store versus uh, getting fresh produce. And, you know, some people uh, can only get to the store and that's fine. But for those of us who have local farmers markets and CSA programs, it's definitely going to be the way to shop seasonally, to shop with food that's as close to the earth as it is if you grew it yourself. Produce that's been picked ripe instead of things that we sell to the store, like tomatoes that are picked green and need time to ripen and will never taste the same. So there's a big difference. 
Yeah, you answered that question for me because I actually did buy a bunch of uh, organic tomatoes and then I got your box and then I actually brought it to Vera and Dominique's mom. And, and the I'm taste like, was different. It was like, oh, this. so then I think there's a conspiracy. <gasps> it's not organic. <laughs> right? No, it was organic. It I know, was just... but I'm just saying, how do I, you know, it doesn't taste the same. Not even remotely close. So I write a mat, I immediately call Carolyn to report it. Okay. <laughs> right? And she goes, no, Erica, let me tell you, we sell to a lot of grocery stores, but we pick it green. You know, and, and, and that's 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 the reason why the flavor. I mean, when you're getting our tomatoes, it's to picked that day. It's they're red. I mean, they're ready to go into the pot. Yeah, definitely. So, so what we're expressing is the CSA program. Can you explain what those acronyms are for Carolyn? Yeah, CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And, and it's not something I made up, but... Uh, just a theory to connect the community with a local farmer, uh, farmers, you know, and get us in all into a working relationship. I love that. And so the, the thing of it is that I love is that the community, by supporting you in this way through the CSA program, you know, hey, here's my here's my fan club. Here's the people that are definitely going to be buying my crops. Yeah, absolutely. A bunch of like minded community members. And it's. It's empowering. It's it's and it's so much fun. And it's delicious. I just like going to the farm and picking it up. To be honest, we we had um, we had it delivered for years and years and years. And then um, there was I think it was during COVID or before COVID. Uh, we lived really close, so we just volunteered to go get it. And we don't we fight who go gets it. We love to see what you're planning in the in, the, <laughs> yeah. in your farm. And the reason <laughs> is is because of the swap box. I am the swap queen. Okay. <laughs> You know that whoever came up with the swap box, thank you. Because I don't know what it is. Exact, I go exactly three o'clock, not a minute before, not a minute after on a Wednesday, because that's the earliest you can get it. And for whatever reason, I don't know if you just know it's me, Carolyn, but there's tomatoes in there. And I just, I make sauce, salsa. I can't have enough tomatoes. So you're and swapping out what? The cucumbers or kale, the squash? Kale. The kale. Not She's that I don't the like kale. kale, but I just think, you know, I, I, I did it. So I get, maybe it's not fair. I don't know. But I leave always a tomato. Never take the last one, Carolyn. You know me. Uh, you can even put that on a box. Don't take the last one. So if there's like nine tomatoes, I'll take eight. Leave one. <laughs> Just kidding, Carolyn. That that would be hoarding. I don't do that. So how can but people reach you, Carolyn? Stop it. <laughs> I give away the sauce, though, Carolyn. Ask anybody. I'm the sauce queen. I give it away. I make salsas. When I make this big pot, don't I not? And then uh, we just, I travel. I travel the county and give my stuff away now. That's what I do. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call it? E-food. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something good organics. And um, if someone were to Google the CSA program, do you also show up as well? Yeah, um, you could Google CSA Santa Barbara. You could go straight to our website, uh, somethinggoodorganics.com. Good. I see people Googling now. I see people doing it. I love it. Look at that. Look at all these people. Carolyn, you've got new. You've, that's what I like about this. You are getting new clients as we speak. It's so, you know, I, I, Sorry, I just started my new order again, Carolyn. It's so great. And I actually noticed you guys see you have a smaller box now for people who don't who can't expand as much. So that's a good thing, too. Yeah, you could get it once a month. You could customize it. I love it. 
It's the way to go. It's the best. Yeah. And you can check us, you can check out pictures and what's happening on the farm too on our Instagram at something good organics. And you only, and you always have eggs and you have bread and you, and you take, people can choose. You take an occasional rooster. <laughs> and we do. That's a separate story. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? You're so, just filled with that's love. That's not on the website. That's not no. part of the offering, but it's an undercover uh, offering. It's, it is. It's <laughs> under off the, the menu. Yeah. So if you've never received from something good organic, you get an email when your box is going to get ready that tells you what to expect. And then also Carolyn frequently adds in recipes, especially for the, the vegetables maybe people aren't familiar with. So it's really delightful. Nice. So bottom line is support your local grower, whether it be the farmer's market, whatever, and go organic because our food really isn't what our food was. The dirt's not really what the dirt was. And get your teens involved. They can come with you to go pick up the box and see what a real farm looks like. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Listen, Don, you have any questions? No, I'm just following along here. I'm thinking uh, we we get a weekly box from a local farmer here that I've volunteered with in the past, and he also serves the two restaurants that my son cooks at. So we're getting it at home and he's getting it there in the restaurant from, uh, from our local farmer friend. That's you walking the talk right there. I can dig that Don. You, I mean, that's a mic drop right there. Definitely. Okay. Christine is on board. We're on board and I know you got to go. Carolyn, we absolutely adore you. We love you. I so appreciate what you do in our community. Thank you. God bless you. I feel the same way. Thank you guys so much for having me and supporting me. All the love back at you. All right. We got a lot of show today. Ryan Carpenter is up next right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I'm Raya Carpenter, the college counselor at Bishop Diego High School. Go Cards! And I also am the owner of Balanced College Planning. So I thought with the beginning of the school year just getting underway, there's probably a bunch of students out there who are wondering if they are taking the right classes. And so I want you to have a little bit of information about making sure you're taking the right classes if you are thinking of applying to a four-year college right out of high school. So, um, and specifically today, I'm going to talk to you, to you who, those of you who go to high school in California. So if you are planning on applying to a public university in California and you're a California high school student, Um, We have two main institutions to offer you. We have the CSUs, California State Universities, and we have the UC, University of California. And if you are going to apply to those schools, you have to be taking certain courses. They're called the A to G courses. And those um, are for a specific category. So A is for social science, B is for English, C is math, D, lab science, and so on and so forth. 
right? So if you are are like, oh my gosh, I don't know what the A, A to G's are, and there's no way I'm going to be able to you know memorize all of this information right now. I'm pretty confident that this information will be on your high school website. So check it out. And if you can't find it, of course, go to your school counselor and say, you know, am I taking the right A to G's? Uh, most likely you are, but but um, the main point I want to discuss with you today is most students, they're set up by their school counselors to take the correct A to G's, and they have what are called the minimum requirements for eligibility consideration. So, for example, we have language other than English, and that requires that you take two years of the same language. Um, so usually or oftentimes I will run into students who take those minimum two years and then they quit the language and the students like, OK, I'm done. I took I met the minimum requirement and that's enough. And technically speaking, there are plenty of Cal states that will admit students who only meet the minimum criteria for admission. But having said that, there are several Cal states and UCs that are impacted for admission. Impacted means there are more people applying mm -hmm. to that college than there are spots available. And actually, a college could be impacted for certain majors like nursing or engineering, or it could just be impacted for all the majors. So it kind of depends. So if you're applying to these schools and there's a chance that they'll have impacted majors or that the whole school is impacted, then you really should be considering pushing yourself to go past the minimum A to G requirements. So as you start this school year, number one, I recommend that you empower yourself with knowledge about the A to G requirements for the Cal States and the UCs. Number two, check with your counselor for guidance along the way. Um, number three, push yourself to, to go a little bit above and beyond. And above all, I hope that you have a peaceful, healthy, and enriching school year. Then the next one is I would recommend broadcasting, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh -huh. All yeah. teens out Take there need to remember it. that this is a platform. Teen Sports Radio is a platform for yeah. teen queens and kings to offer sports recaps. And isn't that an amazing line item on your resume? Wouldn't you think? Sure. That's kind Very of like, unusual. isn't that like equivalent to a year of language? I keep putting it on my <laughs> resume and it just makes things worse. <laughs> you know, but I mean, there are certain schools that are looking for uh, exceptional candidates. I would put that into the exceptional category to be uh, a broadcaster for sure. While you're yeah. in high school. Come on. Yeah. Good answer. I like it. And, you know, I wanted to also thank you so much, Ra. You, you bang at every... I mean, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful that you're part of us right now. Um, quick question. I just saw... I, you know, I follow Bishop, of course, and I repost everything um, from their amazing athletic director, Aaron Skinner, who's Troy Skinner's brother, who's my son's best friend. Just to show with the lineage there. Is. Small town. Small town. Um, and I looked at the picture for the JV football, and they killed the first game a couple of weeks ago. They just crushed it. I haven't. I didn't catch in last week's game, but I'm sure they're doing really good. I could not believe. I was counting the kids. Okay, they've got like I've never seen. It's like three teams. What is going on at Bishop? So what's happening? 
Well, we have a new admission director. Her name's Emily Diaz. Woo! Emily Diaz, put your yeah. hands together. How, what's your freshman class? How big is it? We are over a hundred. And for the freshmen, you know, we, yeah. Oh my yeah. God! When over a hundred freshmen. When JoJo played, they had more. Okay, so he's thirty. Going to be thirty-one. They had more cheerleaders than they had football players on varsity. So this is a good turnaround. I like it. For a team that won the state championship, what are you thinking? Is this another, is this going to be a, what do you think? What are you feeling? You go, you want to call it? You want to say state champion? You can, you can say, (laughs) why is that in here? I will say that it's not just, you know, football. I mean, our athletic athletic programs have been so, so strong. um, Girls are killing your volleyball, basketball. It is. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I think people are wanting something different. It's a great place to be. And I'm so grateful that Emily has joined our our, uh, team. She's making a huge difference in, um, you know, just creating a well-rounded group of students so nice um, people are here for all kinds of reasons so yeah, it's that de- you could see the vision it's it's amazing you know the athletic department the principal director of development all that bishop is it would be nice I, i'd like to see bishop be like what it once was back in the what 70s 80s yep. I don't, yeah that's, I don't know the, that's the goal in yeah. terms of enrollment for sure you know a, a school of 400 and um I, i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out to emily i think she'd be great on your show oh wow that would be exciting thank you yeah we'd okay. love that all yeah. right i know you're busy and i know you got to get to go because you got to get back to school because you have so much more people you have so many yeah. more kids right. all right yeah. you're overwhelmed but i uh, will we'll, thank you so much and we enjoy um your piece and looking forward to you next month okay okay thank you so much have a great all right great god time. bless right. hey let's take Bye. another break fill up your coffee i'm very excited to introduce our new guest i'm gonna let christine marie do it all she's gonna introduce a guest she brought she's gonna pull a card we got a lot going on we'll be back after these messages And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with A View from the Deck. And the view from the deck today, um, the next um, card that we're looking at is the Strength card. And in this card, oftentimes it's somebody wrestling a lion or a woman with her hands on the mouth of a lion. Um, In the deck I use, the Sun and Moon Tarot, it is a woman on the back of a wolf um, howling at, at, at a full moon. And um, the beauty of this card for me is it always reminds me of a quote from Mary Oliver's poem, Wild Geese. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk for miles on your knees in the desert repenting. All you have to do is let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. And to me, it's a really important card about the first what i would call the first sacred mystical marriage of spirit and body that first um you know it's i kind of feel like these bodies we have are the product of billions of years of evolution right and our spirit brought our streams of ancestral dna together to create the perfect being that we are in each now and there's one perfect vehicle for each spirit in a sense and it's the body we're in 
It's the one we have and, and the honoring of the relationship of that body um, uh, and just loving that body. And I know I spent most of my youth, especially my teenage and young adult years, really at war with my body and not loving her. And so it's been a long journey to really love that part of myself. And I wanted to just acknowledge that. For, so the strength card to me is really about connecting in and being in, in really good, conscious, good relationship and good communication with our bodies. You say and, something um, really beautiful about uh, the the body as an animal and that you're loving the strength of this beautiful uh, vehicle that we get to be present in as spirit. Yeah, thank you. That's that really, and sometimes when I say that to people, immediately they cry when that, that card is pulled and I speak about that. So it's really a beautiful um, card. Um, so now what I want to do, this is a beautiful segue. It's so funny that this card happened this day because um, I would like to introduce you all to Dr. Jean Stoltz, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist with a master's in clinical psychology from Santa Barbara Graduate Institute and a doctorate in somatic somatic, which means body, <laughs> psychology from the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. And she currently works in private practice and with Mind Path College Health in Isla Vista, serving youth transitioning from high school to college, and also current undergraduate and graduate students at UCSB and City College, SBCC. And there's so many things I could say about her. She's amazing. She's done so many wonderful things, working with the county, working. She's been a foster parent. She's, you know, she's worked with trauma and, and with children and the child welfare system. And, and, and also before she became a psychotherapist, she was a dancer and a massage therapist, which led her into the field of somatic psychology. So I want with no much, no further ado, I would like to introduce Dr. Jean and I would, and she's going to tell us about somatic psychology and um, what it, you know, what it, and her journey there, or maybe how she helps. So thank you. Hello, Dr. Jean. Hi, Christine. This is so beautiful. What a, what a great place to be with you all this morning. And it's really nice to kind of hear all the things um, that I've done and hear them from you and to be able to like share, wow, you know, to really like feel even in my own body, the uh, accomplishments of, of a lifetime, right? That it like hearing them back, it's it's it just makes me feel really nice to be here and to share all of that and to realize that yeah, I have something to share with all of you. Um, so thank you for that beautiful reflection. And um and I just love working with you, Christine. So um oh, I for forgot to say how we met each other. Well, Jean Jean and I have known each other for Many years we read, we met, I think, at an event called the Love Grid, which was a community event oh, about really right. raising vibration and everybody really, you know, connecting in with grid. each other. And we've been friends for a long okay. time. And I remember when yes. you were doing some of your studies and um, and currently we do intuitive work together, which is really yes. cool. You know, we, we both work yeah. events um, doing intuitive readings and stuff. So uh, I didn't mean to interrupt, Jean, but now, now, now you go. <laughs> no, that's really good. I remember actually my first memory of you was doing a, I was getting a reading from you in, in this beautiful backyard and a sunny backyard and it was like my birthday and I just thought what a what a great gift that you have so yeah that was really great and I love that card that you were that you were just talking about the the strength card I I, I like that in so many ways how it relates to the body in both how strength can be important and that dichotomy of it right that that when you get a card it can be like the reverse also of there may be sometimes times when we want to be vulnerable and you know looking at what is what is really up for us is it a time to be having more strength in our body or being more that that soft 
vulnerable body. And um, I think about that now, especially as students are going back to school and we've come in for, you know, from these, you know, our, our homes and being sort of, you know, stuck in one place. And now we're suddenly out in public and we're interacting with a lot of people and that, you know, we may need to tune into a little bit of what are the times when we're feeling like we want to be a little bit more in that vulnerable space versus the, the strength space. But Anyway, you know, I, I, uh, my background is in somatic psychotherapy is really based on the body and how we can, um, I like to think of it as building a relationship between our body and mind that we're developing communication and listening to both, right? We might have times when our bodies are saying one thing and we're saying, no, 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 I have to stay up and have to study. <laughs> Don't listen to the body right now. And there might be times when our, our mind is like really anxious about something and our bodies can be used to say, hey, you know, let's just, we can calm down and we can ground. There's no reason to be anxious at this moment. So somatic psychotherapy is really about looking at what are the, what are the tools that we can use? What are the things that we know about um, our nervous system, about what we're feeling, our emotions, and how can we use that to kind of navigate our day-to-day? -day? I love it. I love it. You know, I, this is Dominique. If I can jump in and, and add to people, I, I believe somatic psychology and therapy, we're reading more and more about it in papers and uh, research and so forth, especially dealing with health and people. Um, I actually read an article about recovering from COVID, and it was talking about things about our body, and it was talking about the effects of meditation and the effects of different nutrients, but it just may not be called somatic. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about what precisely that word is bringing out when people are using it in your particular therapy? Yeah. Well, you know, the word somatic is based on the word soma. And soma, as I understand it, um, actually from my uh, massage therapy background, is that it's really the connective tissue. Right? We have connective tissue throughout our whole body. And so understanding that, you know, we have this whole network of information through, throughout our body that we can access it, right? We can access, oh, what is this stiffness that's happening in my shoulders? And that it's connected in some way to a higher understanding of, oh, yeah, that's when I'm feeling, you know, anxious. Um, I can pay attention to that. And so we use the body as a, as a form of um, informing us. Um, or uh, as a tool, right? We can use movement. So somatic is actually, it's a really broad field um, we, from things that are, you know, some people do hands-on work. So massage therapy, any kind of hands-on work can be a form of somatic work. And then somatic psychotherapy is really, you know, uh, can be more clinical so that um, it can include mindfulness, um, doing meditation, um, there's other practices like Peter Levine's work and somatic experiencing, um, Ron Kurtz um, and his Hakomi. So it's such a it's a really broad field. Um, personally, I you know kind of take my own tools and put them together. I like to work with um, boundaries. Um, I look at like I look at four four levels of boundaries. The first one is our mental boundary. So we think about you know are there beliefs that we have about whether we can or can't do something, and then we look at it that way. We can look at our physical boundary, right? What what's happening? Um, our 
environmental boundary. So when we think about, oh, okay, I'm leaving home, going to the store. Some people have a hard time just walking out the door. So looking at what are the changes and where are our safe spaces out in the community? And then I also think about our energetic boundary. So it might be that there's people in your space that you're aware of, right? When you're out in a grocery store, energetically, you might be really overwhelmed because you're tracking and paying attention to all of the people around you. And so it can be um, just another boundary to look at. And I've got another question too for you. Can you explain to teens why it is that we get knocked out of our bodies? I mean, it it just Mm -hmm. seems to happen Mm -hmm. when we become anxious or uh, we're in a situation where we don't feel safe. Why does that happen? Especially if you're an athlete and say you're in a, uh, do you work with kids that or maybe, I mean, they haven't made a free throw in the last three games. I mean, there's a block. So are you, are you mm-hmm. saying then that your type of practice, integrating the body and the mind together, that can unlayer a person's uh, and get to the bottom of what's going on? Yeah, you know, I think there's these are there's two questions here. One is, you know, um, when you have a block about something, you know, that's really looking at is there a specific thing that happened? You know, there might have been one game when you particularly felt like, wow, I just did, didn't do well, and I have a whole lot of beliefs about myself now. So that's that's one form of working with that. But the the, the first question, Dominique, about you know when when kids are, are dissociated, right? If we yes. look at that as a as a concept. Dissociation and embodiment are terms that I look at on a continuum, right? On one end, being fully embodied means to me, I'm I'm aware of my body in time and space. I can feel my hips. I can feel my heart. I can tune into any part of my body and I feel really present. The other side of that is being in a dissociated state. Now, one side is not better or worse than the other. We have reasons why we might be, you know, we can't attend to everything all the time at once. So dissociation on the on the other end can be, you know, really detrimental. It can, you know, be disconnected, not aware of where you are or how you're feeling in your body. Um, so I work a lot with helping teens, helping uh, college students to understand what is embodiment for them? Mm-hmm. How do they know when they are sort of, you know, letting go a little bit of like being in this conscious place? Mm-hmm. Um, and when are they in their embodied state? Um, so what, let's do this. Yeah. Let's, let's, this mm-hmm. is, this is great. Uh, my coffee's cold. Okay. That means I got to get a refresh and we need to, we've got great commercials, uh, new ones. Mm-hmm. And I want to get to all that too, but we were, uh, we want to get to you more. Okay. Uh, we're going to go a little deeper dive here, Dr. Jean. We could do that right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, this is Dr. Jean, and 
you can reach me at Mindful Intuitive Parenting and just coming back with all of y'all here talking about somatic psychotherapy and the ways that it can be used to help you in your day-to-day life. I love that you were talking about the spectrum and about Mm -hmm. sometimes we do disassociate maybe because teens have to get their homework done and even though they're tired, they're going to ignore that. And so when you teach people to be aware of that spectrum, do you have a special technique that you can pass on to people, especially teens and college students? Yeah. um, Well, I do a a couple of things. One of my favorite things to do is I have people get a a piece of yarn or rope or string, and it's got to be big enough to make a a circle around them. I call it the COVID size bubble. I'm looking for a better name now. I want to I want to move on from that. But to put on the ground around them just so they have like a, a space created for them. And it's really magical to watch what happens when they have this imaginary boundary, suddenly people can shut out all the extra information and go, okay, oh, here's me. This is the space I get to take up. Um, And then we just notice how does it feel in different places in that bubble. So they might be at the front of the bubble, you know, imagining if you have to do an interview or something, you're right up at the front of the bubble. And that's not exactly a calm space for some people. For other people being right up at the front, it's super exhilarating and exciting and it feels natural to them. So I have people play around in their space to feel what feels like home. And then we'll take it up higher too. like what happens if you're not on the ground, you know, if it's a bubble and you're off the ground or what if you're in the bottom kind of in the earth. So so that's one of the ways is just getting people to notice what changes in your body. Just any any safe space that that's yeah we want to get rid of that c word you know what I'm saying <laughs> just like safe space two point oh I'm saying yeah That'd oh awesome. I like that <laughs> that also raises yeah. an interesting or, question like a, like a turtle shell that yeah. also raises turtle an interesting good. question talking about safe spaces this program Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio and how are we going to make the schools safe places for the students. With everything that's been going on in these schools across this country for, I don't know, the last 20 or 30 years. If I was a kid, I'm not going back there. I may not come home. Yeah, that's why. Well, you look at the explosion of homeschools and why Bishop has doubled their freshman class. Same thing with Providence. There's alternatives right now. And but Ojai Valley superintendent, man, if I was a kid, I'd want to go to Ojai yeah, Valley find, schools. Find Thank the, you, Don. Yeah, find the uh, cities and the communities that reflect your behavioral patterns that you could create your own little safe space because your kids are the future and you want to um tend to them and it's not been easy carolyn is homeschooling her kids but so she pulled her kids out so but i'm asking dr jean how do you teach train uh educate um i'm not sure what the right word is here kids to feel that they're safe where they're going because again it could happen at a grocery store too which it has yeah yeah, it's it's such a good question. And I, you know, I actually like the word safer because I don't know that we can create actual full safe spaces and safer feels like, okay, this is better than them. Um, safe spaces, I think, also begins with, you know, our, our teachers. Our teachers are also under stress. And just like we are with our parents, with kids with parents, you know, we're we're models for whether or not we should be 
alert or worried about something. And if you can walk into a classroom, you can feel if a classroom feels like a safe space, depending on how that uh, how a teacher is able to create that environment how their breath so even just starting out the day having if you have a teacher who can say okay everybody we're going to take a deep breath we're going to do um what do we do a, a square breathing right breathing in for four i mean we could do that here if anybody wants to do it with us but breathing in for four holding for four releasing for four and holding for four does so much just doing two or three of those so small things like that can really help to shift and make safer spaces don i want to get you in here you're kind of what's going on here don 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 yeah. don sanders yeah well i i work primarily in therapeutic and structural integration body work and i i'm always telling people that it sounds very physical but everything is connected so it's it, it influences your mind body and spirit and a couple things came up as i heard you the guest talk and um you know um with 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 a young person it's like sometimes they're trying on different identities to see which one fits and they're trying to find direction and so that spirit thing is very important if you can make a kid feel about something you know if you're if you're a parent or you're a friend or like after they come to me, if they could go to somebody like her and to be able to work through these things verbally too, something that lights up your spirit that could help you make a vow that can kind of take you through life. I love it. Nice. Dawn, way to wrap that up for me. We got a little bit more right after these messages. Our Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Wow, what a powerhouse show. If you just tuned in, you're late, but that's okay. You know, there's other places to find us. We're on SoundCloud, we're on Facebook. Uh, we have rebroadcasts every week, three additional rebroadcasts. Dr. D, what are those three? They are. 9 p.m. Uh, on, uh, no, no, wait, Tuesday. wait, wait, we wait, moved, 8 p.m. on Tuesday, 8 p.m. on Tuesday, 9 a.m. on eight. Tuesday morning. Right. Uh, then we're on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Perfect. Thank you. So what we're going to do really fast, because we only got a couple of minutes, I want to mm-hmm. do some love to the community. I got to give a sh- another shout. I go to uh, Bristol Farms with Dominique's mom every Tuesday, and Tarek is my man. He introduced me to the salmon crack. Okay, it's hidden because I took them and I hide them, okay? But if you go to the fish department in the back of the store, you'll see the smoked salmon. And he gave me some salmon smoking tips. Tarek, you're my guy. And then I couldn't find him because he looks like a Tarek is like a Nordic name, right? He's got this big beard. If you like watching Vikings, you're going to love Tarek. So he wasn't there, but then I found him at the sushi aisle. And then he taught me all about sake. So Tarek, this is all about you. Don, who do you want to give love to? 
Hey, I want people to go by the handlebar coffee shop over there by the, the main post office and say hi to my daughter, Kaya. No. She just got finished summiting Mount Whitney about a week ago. Nice. Christine. I want to thank Carolyn Givens at Something's Good Organic for reinstating my account. And we had a little couple um, snafus, but we worked through it really nicely. And it was just so lovely to see her on today's show. Nice. Dominique. Cody's Cafe. Hey, if you haven't been there, their food's great. And gosh, we have so many family events that have happened there. (laughs) It's been around forever. (laughs) Definitely. Dr. Jean. She just agreed, a new co-host of T-Sports Radio, <laughs> Dr. Jean. Who do you want to give love to? Uh, excellent. Well, you know, I have got to send some love to my good friend and close neighbor, Thea Altman, who is my body worker. And she has just supported me these last couple of years in ways that I'm just magical. She's she's brilliant, gives me all kinds of healing herbs and, um, yeah, really great support. So she's that's why I'd send my, all my love to you right now. Dr. D, I saved you a little time because I adore you. I'll make it quick. The yeah. Starbucks, the new one on De Lavina and State Street. It's kind of nice to have it right there while my wife is getting her pedicure and manicure. Super nice. <laughs> all right. Hey, and if you haven't heard, the uh, first commercial every show is Classic Tours of Santa Barbara. Check it out. It's amazing. You'll have a great time. We've actually had the blessings of Efren Reynoso. Uh, let me jump in the back of those 57 and uh, they're for lease right now for all of your great events, weddings and whatnot. That's it for today. God bless you. See you next week. Oh, wow.